welcome to Trista's Plate Story Podcast. I'm Trista Polo from IWokeUpAwesome.com and I am your host. Each week we learn the story behind that vanity plate. You know, the one you saw driving down the road? What did it say? What did it mean? Why did they choose it? This week we meet Chef Yvette, the woman behind the plate of the same name. Yvette is a 25-year Pampered Chef Consultant a Reiki master, and a good friend of mine for over a decade. We usually have a birthday lunch each year to celebrate our awesome Pisces selves, but this year we had a podcast instead. And stay tuned till the end because we each reveal a little known tidbit, usually saved only for our BFFs. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Hey everybody, Trista Polo here with Trista's Plate Story Podcast. I am so excited to have today's guest. Her plate is Chef Yvette. Her name is Yvette Yeomans LaFleur. She's from Poughkeepsie, New York. We've known each other for eons and I'm really excited to have her. Welcome Yvette. Well, thank you, Trista. Now you and I have known each other for a long, long time. And I was thinking about who do I know that has a license plate that's a vanity plate? And your name was one of the first ones that came to mind. You've had it for as long as I've known you. Had it for a long time. Yeah. I don't even, I'm not even sure how long. Yeah. So tell us about your plate, Chef Yvette. So I sell Pampered Chef and I don't know, 15 years ago or whenever it was that we were, New York State changed from the what was the orange plate to now the white plate, which is going back to the orange plate. But when we were transitioning from orange to white, we had to pay to change our license plate. And I said, well, if I'm going to pay for a plate, I am going to make it a plate that stands out and expresses my business. And so that's what I did. That's the, that's it in a nutshell, but I know we're going to talk about more. I was going to say, well, podcast (laughs) over. (laughs) Now, there is a little more to it than that, though, isn't there? Um, You had told me a story of when you would be parked in someone's driveway, because as a pampered chef rep, Mm -hmm. it used to be that you would go to people's houses and you would host in-home parties. Mm -hmm. And you said your plate was sort of a good tool to have for that. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I have been with Pampered Chef, um, May will be 25 years So I started in 1995. I'm almost a quarter of a century old in this business. And so I, at one, once upon a time, I used to do the in-home parties and I would, um, my car would be in the driveway and people would come in and they would say, I knew I was in the right place because I saw that Chef Yvette place. And then some people would say, Chevy Vet, what? Chevy Vet, oh, Chef Yvette. You You said that you used to do in home, but you've Mm -hmm. sort of switched from in home to a more virtual kind of a a business. I didn't find the transition too difficult because as I said, may will be 25 years and I had been um, going into people's kitchens. I'd done probably 2,500 in home presentations. So I had had my fair share of, going in and preparing for groups of people. And I loved, loved, loved that interaction. And I was, um, I'm going to date myself. I was 29 when I started. (laughs) And so I 
just got tired of carrying the items and um, got to a point where techno technologically, I could be in people's homes by using stuff like Zoom, Facebook Live, and um, I was able to transition to doing my events um, virtually. And so now I, I go live, I do cooking demos on Facebook in my group, uh, Cooking with Yvette and the Peeps. And I do my virtual parties on a platform called Squee. So it's a one hour event where I have live videos and, and um, posts. And it just allows me to work from home, but still interact and have that social interplay with people. And I can party anywhere now. Like it used to be within, I had to be within driving distance. Now there's no boundaries. And you would drive pretty far for some parties. Yes. When I lived in Greene County, uh, one light town, <laughs> um, I my average drive was about an hour and 15 minutes one way. Wow. That's a lot of drive time to be a pampered chef person at that time. And now your commute is like mine. What, about 50 steps? <laughs> right. <laughs> And at the time, when I think about it, I mean, it was a full-time income going out and do two, doing two parties a week. That that drive wasn't bad because that's what other people do regularly, you know, five days a week. That's um, right. But I got to the point, you know, people put in 20 years, 23 years into their job and they're ready to retire and wasn't ready to retire, but I was ready to transition. Now that's not typical for somebody to be with an in-home, work from home, direct sales kind of business that long. You're coming right. into your silver anniversary. What do you think had you stay with it so long? It started off that I wanted a little extra money. Um, what I didn't realize I needed was a boost in my self-confidence, which is what I gained. And then as it grew and I started creating income, I realized I really just cannot work for anybody else. I like my freedom. I like to have the, the ability to work. It's not optional. My work is not optional, but it's flexible. And um, I have that opportunity with, with this. And I, I love to cook. I love to share recipes. I like to have people gather around, the, whether it's my table or their own table, having that opportunity to nourish their family and friends with you mm -hmm. know, food and laughter is, is part of my mission and part of what I love to do. I love that. I see your videos a lot. It looks like you've set yourself up in your own personal kitchen mm -hmm. with a camera and you just yep. cook on Facebook live constantly. <laughs> well, I, I, when we finish this podcast, I am actually going to go live and make some dinner. Yes. That's great. What kinds of things are you making on your Facebook live? I do everything from main courses, dinner courses, to desserts, to side dishes. What I try and teach people during the lives is things, it's not just about the cooking, it's about teaching people things, whatever it may be, because, you know, we don't all grow up um, at the, the knee of our grandmother or our mother or father or somebody who cooks. So giving people tips and ideas, that's, that's really my mission when I'm doing the, the, the live is I want to be able to share tips and ideas that people can walk away from and say, oh, I didn't know that. You know, prime example, this past week, I did a, a demo and I told people that 
you know, you take an onion, whatever your leftover onion is, you put it in upside down in a glass container and it'll stay fresh for you. So oftentimes people will put onions in plastic containers and it permeates the plastic. So, you know, that type of stuff, love to do. How would we access these very cool videos? There's two places. Um, the most, the place where most of my videos happen is Cooking with Yvette and the Peeps. That's my Facebook group. It's a private group. And I keep it private because I want the feeling of home. I want the feeling of you are with me or in around my kitchen table. And then there is also Yvette Yeomans LaFleur, independent consultant with the Pampered Chef, which is a public page. Follow that one. And it, there's also a link to cooking with Yvette and the peeps. Um, and when you click to join that group, you're going to be asked a couple of questions like, how did you find out about this? And then I get to tell you, Trista, that they found out through the podcast, which would be great fun. Amazing. And, you know, <laughs> I'll ask you, you know, do you have any pamper chef? And what do you bring to a party when you're invited? And you're all invited. When you listen to this, you are invited. Oh, that's great. I love that you're inviting anybody listening to this to be part of that because I love that it's a a private community so that it does feel like home. I mean, you wouldn't just invite anybody into your home for a dinner party. So it's sort of that same feel, which Mm -hmm. I really love. And are there other things that you offer besides the videos that people will get being part of that group? Oh, recipes. There's at least one recipe a day, at least one recipe a day. Never mind what I find when I'm, you know, sorting and looking and just in the the middle of a cooking binge. <laughs> and the members of the group share recipes. So uh-huh. it's it's a collective effort. It's not just, you know, an Yvette show. That's why it's called Yvette and the Peeps. I love it. That's really great. You know, one of the things I know about you is that you're always looking for ways to simplify, to innovate, to standardize so that you can provide the best quality product of whatever content you're creating or whatever your contribution is. So I just really love that about you. Thank you. Yeah. And you are more than a Pampered Chef rep. You actually are also... Um, something else, you, you do something in addition to that, like another business. Can you share a little bit about that with us? I do. Why I are you laughing? Because it's quite the buildup. Like, I know, oh, it's so exciting. She do? <laughs> so I want I people am... to be excited to hear about it. I'm creating some buzz about <laughs> you. <laughs> so so um, I, I am a, a Reiki master and practitioner. So I'm an, an energy healer. And that is another hat that I wear. I was just thinking maybe I need a new plate that says energy chef or something. I don't oh, know. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's part of what I do. Because I, just like cooking together is healing, um, we all heal together. And as, as I heal, as you heal, as the people that I work with heal, they heal the, those around them. And it's really important to me that we... We do that. We have a lot of wounded souls, if you will, working, walking around. And, and I, and I want to help people heal for themselves and for their family members. Okay, good. So let's delve into that a little bit. Can you share with us a little bit about what Reiki is for listeners that aren't familiar with it? Sure. Reiki is energy healing. So if you think about 
anything in this world is made of energy. And I like to, when I talk about Reiki, I like to talk to people about water and water flowing. So energy flows through our bodies and we have seven main energy points and um, they're called chakras. I won't, I'm not going to get into all the details. Okay. But what can happen is that energy can, if you think about turning on a hose full bore and that water is just flying right through it, energy can go, can go out of control. Or if you think about a kink in a hose and it gets locked up a bit, um, energy can get stopped. And so what we do when we work together with Reiki is we help restore that energy to a, a good flow so that things are working smoothly. And what also happens is memories, hurts, pains, things get trapped in our bodies and we work to release those. So it's definitely an alternative modality. Yes. Now, um, we did a little project together a long <laughs> time ago, um, and <laughs> we did a, a podcast together. This is not our first podcast together, Yvette. Maybe I should have not started Not our first rodeo. This is not our first rodeo. It was five years ago that we started a podcast together. And can I just tell you, I still get hits on my server of people listening to our original podcast. That's crazy. It's crazy. So I think it's fitting that we're having our reunion show on the Plate Story podcast. Uh, what goes around comes around, I right? think so. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that podcast was called Network Marketing Mechanics, mm-hmm. and it was all sorts of <laughs> advice. You remember that? I remember we were sitting there like, what should we call it? You know, what should it right. be about? What should we do? How should it work? What's the structure? And for some reason, even though I can't even tell you what kind of car I drive, I mean, I guess you had a Chevy dealership in your family, but you're certainly not a car person. And yet, somehow it was like all about cars, like let's take an exit to this week's lesson. Remember that? (laughs) Yep. Yep. And again, I have another podcast about cars. I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Um, But that was really fun to do that podcast with you. And I think it's interesting because the top podcast episode from that series is actually the very first one we did, which is, is network marketing for you? Hmm. So I think a lot of people are searching for and looking for opportunities that are a little bit more flexible. They can do from home. They can create income that they can control, um, even residual income. And since you and I both have experience in a networking team-based income business, um, we had a lot to share in that podcast. There's some really good stuff in that podcast. So I'm just going to give it a shout out and tell people they should go check it out. Network marketing mechanics. There you All go. the information is still relevant. I've been sort of like reviewing it a little bit and it's all still really relevant today. Well, I, you know, with, with the direct sales industry, the network marketing industry, some of the, the um, rules may change, meaning the, you know, like the home based parties versus tech, technologically advanced stuff, but the, the basics stay the same. Absolutely. And you're quite an expert with 25 years of experience. So it was a pleasure to 
have that uh, meeting of the minds with you. Yes. And we had, we definitely had um, different experiences, which was great because I think that the, the coming together of, of those two backgrounds was incredibly helpful for people. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, now we have something else that we sort of share, you and I, other than a long history of friendship and license plates that are vanity plates and a podcast. Oh, what's that? Really? You don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> you sound a little worried. <laughs> it's our birth month. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. You know that. So yes. Yvette and I were actually born one day apart and a handful of years, but one day apart. And so for many years now, we have had a tradition that sometime around our birthday, mine is the 16th and hers is the 17th of March, and sometime around our birthday, we would go out and have lunch together. We did not get to do that. This, this is like our birthday lunch. I didn't even bring any food with me for this podcast. Me either. I'm trying to think, if we had had lunch, what would we have talked about? Let's talk about some of that good stuff. I think we would have done some personal catch-up. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you doing that's new? Well, I am trying out a new Express Reiki. So tell me about that Express Reiki. That sounds pretty interesting. Well, it's a 30-minute session distance, and I do the session for four people at the same time. So they're in their own homes or their offices or wherever it is that they can take a 30-minute break to relax and receive Reiki. And before the session, I ask them, I send a text message and say, what would you like to focus on? And after the 30 minutes are over, I send them a message through text, letting them know what messages I've received or if there's anything that I need to tell them based on the session that I had. And I look forward to seeing how the sample sessions go and I get the feedback from folks to take this out and share it with others. I love that. Now you said that you got a message to do this through meditation. So Uh is that how your healing journey, both to receive it and offer it has happened for you typically like through meditation or are there other ways that you are guided? I would say, you know, even Pampered Chef, when I started with Pampered Chef, most major life experiences that I've had or, or things that I've stepped into have been provided for me uh, with, um, through my guides and my connectors and my angels, because I've, I've heard things that I need to do. And so I go and I do them. You know, when I did, this is one thing, okay, I'm going public with this. And this is something that I haven't, I have told you, but I have not told a whole lot of people. When I did my very first Amper Chef party, I had an out-of-body experience and saw myself doing the party. Mm. And that's when I knew that I was where I was supposed to be. Wow. See, now if I'd had that happen to me, I'd be like running away from thinking I'm not (laughs) supposed to be here. (laughs) I just said, oh, well, that, that's kind of weird. Okay. So that must mean something. (laughs) That's the problem though, is that you have to interpret the mm-hmm. messages that you receive, they never come with instruction manuals or glossaries, references. Yeah. And when I met my husband, I, I got 
I heard how I was supposed to meet him and I went and I did what I was told and lo and behold. And this, so that when I, when I heard the other day during meditation, four people, you know, group Reiki, 30 minutes, I said, okay, (laughs) I'll do it if you say so. (laughs) (laughs) And I would have to say what I know of you and your life, it is a happy and successful and peaceful and joyful life. So I think that by following your gut and your intuition, trusting it enough to let it guide you, uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's taking you in good directions. It has. Yeah. That's lovely. I love that. Yeah. Like how does somebody hear their inner voice? How does someone actually start that process so that they Mm -hmm. can know they're being Mm -hmm. guided on the right path instead of just hoping for the best. It it takes practice to remember and listen to the inner voice. And so our bodies give us indications that we are hearing our inner voice. When you talk about your gut feeling, we hear, we feel things in our gut before we actually think them. And I would say to people that are listening, if you want to become more in tuned with your inner voice, first of all, you need some silence around you. That's part of the benefit of meditation because with noise and distraction and TV and Facebook and the internet and being around people, it's really hard to hear what's going on inside because we're being distracted and numbed by everything else that's around us. So being quiet and listening, I don't feel that you need to be quiet for an hour. I think this is, you know, you start and and you don't necessarily have to sit down, you know, with your legs crossed and your arms out saying, oh, that's not what it's about. It's about, you can go for a walk. You know, you walk with Bella, right? And that's part of where I would imagine you do some of your meditation is your quiet time with your fur baby. So you go for a walk in the woods, you take a swim, you sit down and you, Uh, keep yourself away from distractions and just breathe, focus and let your, your breath come all the way down, feel it come all the way down and all the way out, focus on your breath. And as you're focusing on your breath, for me, what happens is I stuff comes into my mind. That's, it's not like I hear a different voice. I don't hear a voice that's different than my own. I just hear something that I hadn't heard before. The more you practice listening, the more in tune you will become to what your body does and what your quiet voice is. What, 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 oh my God, I'm running, I'm stumbling over my words. You were talking earlier, Trista, about the, the voice with this coach, you know, like, am I worthy of her time? And you'll come to know the difference between oh my gosh, that's like, thanks for sharing, but no, versus a voice that is of your higher good. You know, and you'll be able to to start to, to discern between the two. It takes time. It takes practice. And I will say, somebody who never trusted my inner voice, because, you know, it does tell me I'm, you know, not worthy. <laughs> Why would I ever want to listen to that guy? So I decided I wanted to start to hear from myself because people like you 
you're not the only one, but definitely you're one of the people who reminded me a lot, like you have the answers inside you because I've always been the kind of person that is seeking out the answer. How do I do this? What do I do next? What's the right next thing? And the very first step that I found was to decide that I wanted to hear yes. inner guidance. And you can call it whatever you want. You can say God's answering your prayers. You could say it's the angels. You could say it's an inner voice of my own. You can say it's my higher self. I don't really feel like the label is as important as the practice. And so yeah. for me, it was about deciding that I was ready to listen because I think that it's always there. It's just a matter of whether you're willing to hear it or not. Have you taken the earplugs out and allowed yourself to let it in? <clears throat> I will tell you, <laughs> so I'll tell you for me, here's something I don't often share that I'm now going to put on a podcast. So for me, I created a process where I would want to figure out if something was true for me or not, best for me or not. So you know where I'm going, right? Like, why am I putting this on a podcast? Um, I think it's great. So, because I didn't trust, I didn't trust it. I never, ever trusted it. You know, there's this thing, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Kinesiology, where you mm -hmm. muscle test. Muscle testing. Muscle testing. And so there are different ways that people do it. You know, maybe they do it with their fingers. Maybe they do it with their arm. Uh, my husband has a client that he does, he tests food allergies, all kinds of stuff by pushing your arm down. You know, that's what had the typical thing that you think of. But for me, that feels like you can fake it. You could totally fake that. That could totally be fake. So how do I know for sure if it's real? I even tried pendulums. Those things mm -hmm. don't work for me. I, oh. I know lots of people that use them. Mm -hmm. They don't work for me. They just always seem to go in a circle. <laughs> Gonna go around in circles. D. <laughs> exactly. So for me, my body decided to be really, really obvious because clearly something subtle, I didn't believe it. I didn't trust it. So I know that something is my highest good that something is good for me because I yawn. And it's not a yawn like I'm tired or I'm trying to get enough oxygen in my lungs. It's a completely different kind of yawn. And if something is not good for me, I gag. Like I actually gag on the question, the answer, the information, um, whatever it is. So my body has created a very obvious and very clear delineation between yes and no. Well, and I can attest to this ability because I've said, you know, can you check in for me on this? <laughs> and I can, I watch your face. I'm like, okay, I know. I know it's a yes. I know it's a no. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's definitely a birthday type chat. All right, well, we've spent some wonderful quality time together. Um, so I'm gonna stop barraging you with questions. It's time to turn the tables. What's one question you have for me, Yvette? Oh, well, that's a, oh, that's turnaround is fair play. <laughs> okay, here's my question for you, Trista. If you could have one person interview you, 
who would you want that to be? You know, it's a great question because I have been doing more guesting on podcasts and I have a lot to offer, a lot to contribute in areas of communication and uh, leadership and life wisdom. So I'm really, thank you. Um, So I'm really getting that for myself because I've been on these podcasts as a guest. And so if I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, who would I want to have that really deep, juicy exploration with? The only person I know of that does those kinds of interviews that's famous is Oprah. Are there other people that do those kinds of interviews? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. sure. Well, Yvette, that was super, super fun. I really enjoyed having you on Trista's Plate Story podcast. Any final words before we end for today? I thank you for taking us down another road. (laughs) This was was great fun. And I, I look forward to hearing more of your plate stories because these this journey has been fun because I've been one of those people who have snapped pictures of license plates and sent them to you. That's right. So I'm, it has been fun to watch you transition from somebody who shared the plates to somebody who now shares the stories. So thank you. Thank you so much, Yvette. And thanks so much for spending some time and being on my podcast for our non lunch birthday celebration podcast episode. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Trista's Plate Story Podcast. Please subscribe to get the story behind all those vanity plates driving with you on the road. And if you would like to nominate the owner of a license plate, including you, or visit any of our partners and sponsors, come see us at platestory.com. That's P-L number eight story.com and give us the details. If you enjoyed this episode, please drop a review and give us a share. I'm Trista Polo wishing you well on the road to your next adventure.